Hello, and welcome to the Bethesda Podcast feed. It's here you can find all of our recorded services. And for more information, you can visit us at gobethesda.com. We hope you enjoy. If the Lord's been good to you, say amen. You know, it's common knowledge that all worship matters to God. I've been in a few places where uh, the best I had was an aggressive head nod. Life wasn't exactly right. I wasn't so sure. But the presence of God kind of draw it out of me. Sometimes it's about all I could do. Just shake my head. Didn't have many words, but I knew he's for me. Every now and then, I'd have a little hand clap. Things got a little better. I felt like, well, I could put my hands together. Tide's turning. Every now and then, I could lift my hands and shout hallelujah. But most of all, I figured it out. Whatever you, the best you have at the moment, that counts in God's world. And so right before I preach, I can tell I got some head nodders here today. Yeah, you took it on the chin a little bit. and You're not sure what to say, but you know it's been good. I got a few hand clappers. I got a few hand raisers. But why don't we take about 10 seconds, whatever the best worship you got, won't you give it to the Lord right now? I love you. Hallelujah. Pastor Hill was talking about his momo. I had a daddy who would be seemingly asleep in the recliner and then out of nowhere usually when my friends were over that old deep bass voice he'd shout holy ghost (laughs) and like Pastor Hill I didn't know what he meant But I've been through a few phases of life where the best I had was, oh, Holy Ghost. It counts. I'm glad you're here. If you're a guest, thank you for coming. Good to have our family, the Moore family, here today. They uh, put us up in their Airbnb, which is one of their spare bedrooms. It's always excellent. Food's always good. We love them deeply and glad they're here. If you're a guest, thank you for being here. I want to take my moment. If you're home, folk, this is your church. You come here all the time. We couldn't have it without you. We thank God for you. Jeremiah 17, verse 7. I'm going to read two verses. I've been here enough for you to know now. My theory about church is this. Don't have to be long to be good. So I won't be here long. Just got a couple things I need to say. Jeremiah 17, verse 7. 
Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Turn around to two or three people, say something kind to him, and then you can be seated. If you think I can get this done in about 15 minutes, say amen. Hey. Not so strong there, fellas. Yeah, yeah. You, you got a lot of faith here today. I think I can. Sadly, much of what we experience in life is governed by what we see. Our emotions ride high when we see things we like, like a lower number on the scale in the morning, or a higher number in the checking account on Friday evening. Seeing is believing, and the sight of the right thing can make our hearts sing. I was raised with some of my friends on the right here, your left, from the coast of Biloxi, Mississippi. It's still a special place to me, and there was a day in my life when I took the left turn on Alley Bird Road, and when my sights set on the simple trailer in which I was raised, life seemed to slow down, and my heart seemed to sing. In fact, much of what we call faith is directly tied to what we see. Most of what we term faith building means if I can see it, I can believe it. And nothing is wrong with that. That's the way we're wired. Seeing a miracle makes believing for the next one a much easier task. In fact, if I heard some of your stories about where the Lord brought you from, and how you are where you are today. It would make me believe in my potential a whole lot more easily. In fact, while I'm preaching, would someone be dramatically healed? I can safely predict we would have an outbreak of the supernatural. And miracle after miracle would happen. Because the trigger of our faith would be activated. What you see makes it easier to believe for what you want. And the good news is, God really does want to do the supernatural for us all. He has decreed that he will honor faith. Faith, that unseen thing that you hope for. As a matter of fact, while I'm preaching right here, I think I could stop in faith and say, be healed in Jesus' name. I don't think it would be very far out of bounds for me to pause right where I'm at and say to you, if you have a situation that's beyond your control, I tell you in the name of Jesus Christ that the Lord today would like to take care of that for you. 
Some of you have some questions for which there are no, no answers and some fear which is very real and some sickness that you wonder how in the world this can work out in my benefit. But in the name of Jesus Christ, I tell you, the Lord can work it all out. Seeing sometimes is believing. I once pastored a church in North Louisiana. We had a local liar that visited church one day. When I say local liar, uh, Bill, he didn't tell malicious lies. He told fun lies. I mean, lies that were so out of bounds, you couldn't hardly believe them. Like I go to Florida 20 times a week. I said, Bill, you really go to Florida 20 times a week? You got a jet or something? No, just go to Florida 20 times a week. Okay, that's good. His lies never hurt anybody at all. But we were having a faith service one day, and Bill got in the prayer line. Now, when he came through the door, he had a massive limp. I knew Bill was faking. But nobody else in the house knew. Bill went through the prayer line. The preacher laid hands on him, sure that Bill needed a miracle. And as soon as he touched Bill, Bill screamed out, I'm healed. And he started running around the church. We had a house full of guests that day who had never seen Bill in their life. But for them, seeing was believing. And they thought for sure that Bill had received a miracle. And the Spirit of the Lord fell in that building. And miracle after miracle that was legitimate happened. Somebody said, Brother Massey, what in the world's going on? I'll tell you what happened. What they thought they saw triggered their faith for a moment, and they began to see something supernatural in God's world. When we investigate God's world, what we know is God will honor faith on every single level. So, you know, every now and then, you'll come into the house of God, and you'll not be sure about your tomorrow. And somebody not real sure about your situation, but sure of faith at the moment will say to you, you know what? I believe everything's going to be all right. And something will seize your spirit, man, and you'll rise up. And the next thing you know, your whole life transitions to the positive and things change like you never thought they would change. But what happened is you had a little faith rise up in you because somebody saw something that you could not see. Seeing is believing, but there is a part of God's world that's reserved for those people who have not seen. John 20, and Thomas answered and said to him, My Lord and my God, Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. It feels like Jesus is almost taking a dig at Thomas for a minute and saying, Thomas, your faith is not as deep as other people's because you've seen me. But you see, God has a special place in his heart for those people who say, you know what? I've been praying about it for a while. I've been believing God for it for a while. And I haven't seen it, but it doesn't deter my faith. <laughs> 
God is attracted to the person who says, I hadn't seen it yet, but I will see it sooner or later. And I've come to encourage somebody in this building today that's been praying for a little while about something you have not seen come to pass. But I've come as God's advocate this morning to encourage you and tell you it won't be very long now. You've been praying, you've been pushing, you've been believing, but God is about to let you turn that corner to the thing that you thought would happen but haven't seen it happen yet. Hell's greatest trick is to talk you out of the supernatural because you don't have enough faith. God doesn't grade your faith. He just demands that whatever measure of faith you've been given, you demonstrate it when you need to the most. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Those who have prayed but not yet possessed. Those who have believed but have not yet seen it happen. Those who have knocked on the door but that door has been slow to open. What's happening? God's given you an insight into the power of the unseen world. Those people who tap down deep into the world of things that has not yet occurred but to them is still wildly possible in God's world. I wonder if somebody in this building this morning has been dreaming about something you'd like God to do and it hadn't happened for a while and hell has been whispering in your ear you know what you ought to do you ought to lay it down because that one may not ever occur for you I've come to rebuke the voice of the adversary today and encourage you that this service is the service where you lob it up into God's spiritual world and say, God, I prayed about it. It didn't happen. I got in the last prayer line and it didn't occur. I listened to the last preacher and it did not happen for me. But I've come to let you know today God's recognizing the unbelievable level of faith that you maintain because you keep on praying. There's something amazing to God in God's world when you clap your hands and hell's beating your eyes shut. When you lift your voice and say God's good and your life is decidedly not good at the moment. What I'm telling you is there is a root system in God's world where you reach down and tap into the bedrock of who God is and you keep hanging on despite what everybody else says against you. Our text says Ooh, I've got six minutes for he shall be like a tree planted by the water. There are some folk who understand that if you stay in God's world, the world of faith, and stay close to the Spirit, you can tap down into the depths of what God likes to do for those who choose to keep believing. The first thing he said, is you'll have no fear when the heat comes. Fear is debilitating and paralyzing. It robs you of your peace, destroys your joy. It disturbs otherwise settled minds. Fear will have you talking the wrong language, anticipating the worst, and living like someone who has little to say in the outcome of your situation. But for those who tap into the unseen world of the Holy Ghost, you'll have no fear when the oppressive heat of hell's hottest trials sit on your doorstep. 
I challenge somebody this morning to rip off the restrictions that hell has tried to place on your faith and dive deep into the deeper waters of God's supernatural universe. I won't ever forget, uh, she, she cleaned the church for us. Her name was Barbara. Barbara had a partner named Edith. They had been around God's church for, for forever, and they, they were getting up in their years. And uh, Barbara had uh, a visit to the doctor one day, and she received a, a, a cancer diagnosis. And uh, I was sitting in the corner of the sanctuary. The lights were dim. I was praying. It was a Tuesday morning. I was by myself. I was trying to stay out of the way of those who were cleaning the church and uh, and. and and just spend a little time alone with God. When Barbara came busting into the side door of the sanctuary. And she looked at me. And she said, Brother Massey, I received a cancer diagnosis. And then she just stared. I'm thinking to myself, well, all righty then. I don't normally react this way. But something came over me. And it's like I got a little bit angry. And so I said to her, Barbara, are you going to embrace faith or are you going to embrace fear? And it's like I slapped her. She said, well, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to embrace faith because God has never let me down. Nearly a decade has passed. I received a text probably three weeks ago. And Barbara said to me, hey, Pastor, I just want to let you know, I'm still hanging on to faith. I won't let fear in. I've come to rebuke the fear, spirit of fear this morning in somebody's world. I don't know what you're afraid of. I'm not sure what you think won't work out for you. But in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I just have one question for you. Will you embrace faith or will you embrace fear? What somebody needs to do this morning is rise up and say, I'll tell you about me and my family. We're going to embrace faith. It may not look positive, but we will embrace faith. I, uh, I was looking over these notes, and uh, I've got about four and a half minutes and three points, but I, I was looking over these notes this morning, and um, last night before I went to bed, and I was laying back against the pillow, and... Uh, just trying to get my mind wrapped around what the Lord would have me say today. And I drifted off for a moment. I thought I was asleep. And uh, my thought was, okay, you better close your iPad. You better put it on the bedside table. This thing breaks. You're not going to have anything to preach in the morning. But what I didn't realize was just for a minute, God had carried me into his world. I'm not talking real mystical. I'm not talking real out of your mind. But just for about three minutes, God took me into his world. I know what you're thinking. My God, Brother Massey, did you go to the heavens? No, no. Just for a minute. I saw some things. And it's like God took me to the edge of this church property. And I was standing out in the front, my back against the four lane, my eyes looking toward the front entrance was the first time I came. And I saw just for a minute. It was like an, an old 1940s reel or, or the early days of black and white camera, whenever that was. 
At one point in my life, I had seen a, a film strip of the early days when they were drilling for oil. And they hit the first few big ones. And it came just pouring out of the ground. They didn't have any controls. And oil was just leaping in the air. Hundreds of feet, hundreds of feet in some places. And I was, I was sitting there just for a second. And I saw that happen in the middle of this church property. And I thought to myself, God, what in the world are you trying to show me? And then God began to just kind of speak to my spirit. And God said, I'm developing in the Bethesda church, a church that will drill down into the unseen world of my supernatural. They're going to tap down into the bedrock of my faith. And when they reach a certain point, it's going to burst wide open. Now, for me, I'm thinking about harvest. I'm thinking about souls. I'm thinking about supernatural. I'm thinking about new people. But I couldn't stop there. And just for a minute, I didn't want to state the obvious. But it felt like for a minute God said to me, Glenn, don't stop me there. But down in the deep bedrock of this house of worship is enough provision. And I can't get past my message here. I can't get to where I need to go without saying this because I don't want to state the obvious. But he said there's enough provision that if they drill down to a certain point, I'm having them drill into the unseen world. And I'm going to speak in the Holy Ghost just for a minute. I'm having this church drill down into the unseen world. You know where God's taking you. You know the vision the pastor and his family have set forth for this church. But even as I speak, some of you say, Brother Massey, I don't see how in the world we can get it all done. But I'm telling you in the Holy Ghost, God's got you in a season of drilling down into the unseen. So what, you're going, what you've been doing, you've been praying for miracles you hadn't quite seen. You've been believing for supernatural provision you hadn't quite seen. But I'm telling you, just keep drilling down into God's Holy Ghost world. And it won't be long. So God unlocks every single thing that this church needs. I want you to lift your hands right now and just receive the word of the Lord just for a second. Matter of fact, if you've been praying a prayer and you don't seem to see it being answered, I want you to stand with me. Just real quick, not everybody. It's not going to be everybody in this building. But some of you have been praying for some stuff. And it's been a little while now. Hallelujah. i tell you what I sense in the Holy Ghost. I sense a divine turning of the page. Turning of the page. I'm going to speak to somebody here today. I'm going to declare over you. The reason I can pray this prayer so emphatically over you is because I've been through a season of my life where it seemed like everything I prayed for did not come to pass. 
We're in a miracle service here today. You say, my God, brother, that's a tough statement. But hold on. I've also lived long enough through that season to see it turn. And so I'm not speaking hypothetical. I'm speaking in the Holy Ghost today. Here's what I feel like. I feel like somebody's going to drill down just a little bit further today. And you're going to make one more big ask. You're going to make one more big ask. And it's like what you dug down into all of a sudden breaks forth to the surface. It's going to be so massive and so overwhelming that you're going to think, my goodness, why did I have any fear at all? I want you to lift your hand with me, those people who are standing. Father, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I speak in faith today that the people who are in this building who have stand, stood with me at this moment, indicating that by faith they've prayed again and again, but there are some things they have yet to see. But I speak in the Holy Ghost. I declare over some people's lives in this building right now that you need to make one more big ask, and you're going to unlock everything that you didn't know existed right beneath the surface. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray that prayer you've been praying for right now. Just pray it. You don't have to, some of you, some of it's a private prayer, so you can't pray it out real loud. I understand that. I feel the spirit of the Lord here. Now, somebody came here today and they said, you know what? If Brother Massey just lay hands on me, I'd feel better about it. I don't have anything in me that you don't have where you're standing. But if you're that person who said, if he just lay hands on me, I'd feel better about it. I want you to get out of your seat and come here real fast. There comes somebody right there. That's all right. Come here, sister. You can be represented above us all. It takes a lot of courage right here. Hallelujah. Father, in the name of Jesus. I believe the word of the Lord today. You see the prayer and the faith that this woman's been hanging on to, and I speak in faith <laughs> that the glory of God might prevail. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
I'm going to give you three more points real quick. I want you to stay on your feet. I'm going to get back to this where we are right now in the spirit. But I want to leave you these other three things. Your leaf will be green. The scripture says you'll be strong in the Lord and do exploits. A green leaf talks about health. And I'm speaking over the spiritual health of this church. Over marriages and family relationships. And mental anxiety. It's ravaging our world. I speak in the name of Jesus that your leaf will be green. The third thing is, he said, you will not be anxious. Anxiety is the Botox of the mind. It keeps you trapped in one place and does not allow you to move. The language of the anxious are these, if only I would have, or I wish I would have. It causes believers to remain in quicksand, blindly fighting a foe that slowly, pull you, slowly pulls you down into the demise of doubts. But I come today and declare over some people who are struggling with anxiousness that this is the day that you'll not be anxious anymore. And then the last point I got to talk about here. Jeremiah said, you'll not cease from yielding fruit. While others fail to meet their goals and their lives seem to be consistently in reverse, those who are rooted in spiritual things and who will seize this word today will continually have fruit in their hands. For them, streams are in the desert and abundance lives in places that are barren for others. Your miracles will be consistent and steady. I was raised in a fair amount of poverty. And the Lord spoke to me at one point and said, I, I brought you across the line. You'll never go back. Life took a left turn for us for a while. And I remember one day being seized in fear. Oh, God, it looks like I'm headed back where I came from. And I was praying. And the Lord said, help me, let me help you remember something. I told you I brought you across the line, and you won't go back. And I'm speaking to some people in this building. Can I go ahead and say what I feel like saying in the Holy Ghost? I'm talking to some folk today who came from broken homes. And today you're in a fight because you feel like, I feel like we're being drugged back toward that way. But in the Holy Ghost, I come to tell you, God said to you, that's not your destiny. You came from that, but you will not go back to that. I feel strongly. And I'm going to say one more thing. And I want to pray. Because this is supposed to be a, a, a faith and healing service. Here's what I feel in the Holy Ghost. 
I feel like some of you, there's, there's some people in this building who came from a world of mental sickness. Not you yourself, but you came from a world where people around you, your mama, your parents were mentally ill, struggled with that. You came into church and felt the freedom of the Spirit. And here today, you're being tormented. You feel like, oh God, I'm battling the same thing they battled. The early stages of it, oh God, is it going to overtake me and my family? I come to let you know, no. It won't be so. You're going to live in a, in a time where your fruit will not cease from producing. Thank you for joining us. And for more information, you can visit us at GoBethesda.com. You can also visit us in person at 15050 Daigle Road, Prairieville, Louisiana. Services are at 10 a.m. Sunday and 7 p.m. on Wednesday.